For those who choose to remain unvaccinated, he'll issue a stark warning and make clear unvaccinated individuals will continue to drive hospitalizations and deaths. I have had people who have literally said, I hope your child gets polio and dies. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm. Yeah, typhus is horrible. I don't want to get that. Who has it? Oh, the Jews? Yeah, lock them up. That's okay. Oh, it's the unvaccinated? Yeah, lock them up. They shouldn't be allowed. Well, let's talk about uh, a very high stress place right now, um, a place that is spreading a lot of darkness and death, and that would be the White House. So <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw recently, yeah. so the White House put out this statement. I don't have it in front of me. We'll put it on the screen, but it was along the lines of, hey, if you're still unvaccinated, get ready for a very dark winter uh, where disease and death is going to infiltrate society and you're going to be the ones overloading the hospitals. Merry Christmas yeah. and Happy New Year. And then I'm going to read this uh for everybody here, but you wrote from the wild doc on Instagram, after thinking about this statement from the white house, I've come to the conclusion that we have a government and pharma that wants us dead or compliant. So speak to that for a minute. You know, being someone who disagrees with vaccinations. Okay. I have had people who have literally said, I hope your child gets polio and dies. People that, you know, well, I mean, most people don't approach me like that personally, personal friends, people who may, cause I can get along Maybe with like somebody. in the comments section of something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, trolls and stuff on Instagram yeah. or wherever, but and I mean, some people personally message me and things and it's kind of spooky and crazy and just, you know, it's like, I got to protect my family. Um, yeah. But the reality is I've never wished that I don't wish for somebody to have a severe illness, wind up in the hospital and die so that I may be right. But if you're going to say you will have this, I have never said to somebody, I know vaccines can cause harm. I know that people are dying from myocarditis or will in the future early because of the COVID vaccine, because that's what myocarditis inflammation and damage to the heart tissue will cause. But I'm not going to ever say to somebody if you get that shot, you're going to have myocarditis and you're going to wind up in the hospital and you're going to die. Yeah. I will never say that to somebody. I will, in fact, pray over them that their experience by taking the vaccine would actually make me look wrong. I pray that I, in their mind, have proven wrong because it doesn't happen to them. And that's it, it's a catch 22 versus the White House saying this is what's going to happen to you. They don't want to be wrong. They don't want to be proven wrong. Yeah. And they're generating what we talked earlier about, about fear, fear leading to shorter lifespans and stress. They are promoting this idea of fear all the time. And I think I I watched another one of your videos this morning that we didn't discuss, but you were talking about, uh, oh, the the, the top Mm -hmm. ways to combat the virus is by leading a healthy life and not being obese and all these action steps you can take to be as healthy of a person as you can. And that's the last message. They're not talking about your own health. And how to be a healthy person so that your body can fight. And they're also not talking about natural immunity, which to me, big red flags. Would you agree? Huge. I mean, when we the the studies that they've seen right now in like JAMA that are going coming out with which JAMA? JAMA Journal American Medical Association. Okay. Okay. So I I mentioned those, so it's not my opinion, but we look at the statistical rate of increases in obesity in our children. You know, 
I laugh when people are like, oh, this Delta variant is hitting children worse. Well, we went from around 36% obese and overweight to now over 45% obese and overweight in a matter of less than a year. You think that's lockdown, lockdown. that's huge. And so what is the top? And when you change in your metabolic rate that fast, it's worse than a person, you know, becoming overweight or obese in a matter of five years. Yeah. Where the body like acclimatized to it. Yeah. Yeah. But when you change that quickly, the inflammatory, the metabolic stress, all the things going on physiologically are a whole lot worse for you to go from normal weight to obese. Now we basically placed a huge percentage of the population of children in harm's way in the highest risk category, which is obesity metabolic syndrome. Like if you look at like the condition, not just age, age is not the risk factor. It's how you took care of yourself over the years. That is ultimately the risk factor. You can be a very low risk. I mean, again, my grandmother you know, passed away from morphine in a nursing home within 12 hours of being placed in the nervous home. It's kind of a long story. I want to be short on it because it's not to the point, but she survived, never fall, fallen ill from COVID. I've got a, you know, my my grandmother's sister, who's 94 years old, she's alive and well, you know, like we, we all had, co- had COVID, but made it through. Or, we don't or, even or, know. I mean, she had common cold symptoms, but our family chooses not to go and get tested. We're respectful. If, if we feel like we've got an infectious virus, we're going to keep our kids home. We're going to stay home for that time period, but we're not, I've never been tested. We're not, our family isn't running out to be tested because we're like, what does the test change? What does it change? It doesn't change anything for me. Yeah. That's how I you felt know? too. But even my, my family, when they thought that I had COVID, they were, they, I could just tell they were dying for me to take some kind of test. Yeah. And so out of respect, like, and the colonies were coming up, we're going to be with people. We took the test, the test showed negative, but in the literature of the test, it said in three different spots, Hey, a, a positive might actually be negative. A negative might actually be positive. Don't hold us accountable. Yeah. Um, and then I saw recently that the CDC is now openly saying what we've said, I think on the conservative side of things for a long time is the PCR test is inadequate for the job of yeah. giving a positive or negative accurate reading on COVID. Um, so why, why do you think it is that people are so adamant on, well, did you get tested and knowing the results of a test? What's up with that? I mean, that goes into even what I explain to a lot of clients is the reality of we have too much faith in science. We think science is able to explain everything, be able to prove everything, things like that. There are things that science can't even prove, understand, will never be able to test for, or the tests we have are so inaccurate. I mean, you can discover that the, there's a virus on the table, but the virus could actually be inactive. There are studies in, I don't know if it's Mayo Clinic or uh, John Hopkins, or there's a couple different universities that have done these in these hospitals. And they look at aerosolized viruses, viruses in the air, viruses on surface, things like that. And using um, during the winter months, certain viruses actually become uh, neutralized and they're no longer infective. They're there. Your PCR test, because it's testing more of a DNA or Mm -hmm. RNA, a genetic test, it's there. You can swab for it. It's on the surface, but oh, wait, the virus is non-infective. It cannot infect you. So they're not determining pieces of of a virus. Yeah, exactly. So it's been there. It is there, but is it actually going to make you sick or can it make somebody else sick? And this goes back to Carrie Mullis. 
the inventor of that test, right? The yeah. PCR test. Yeah. He always said, hey, this is inadequate for the job of finding out if there, people are actually infected because you magnify something enough times, um, you it'll show anything you want it to show. Yep. So, And then there's the flip side in my, you know, I've been around people that were positive. As a chiropractor, there were quite a few patients that I adjusted and then they call me up. Hey, um, you adjusted me yesterday and I went and got a test today and they told me I was positive. So, but I haven't gotten it. You. So how am I around multiple people? <clears throat> so many people. Yeah. And, and, and <clears throat> that's where like, I think you've asked me beforehand about natural immunity being superior. You know, yeah. I may have not the IgG or IgM. I may have IgA. There's not an accurate test to do that, to evaluate the mucosal barrier. So at my, my barrier system inside my sinus cavities and my mucosal lining and my lungs and my digestive tract, I may have IgA immunity against COVID. Mm -hmm. And so I have immunoglobulin that's non-inflammatory that capable of neutralizing it at the door before it gets into my body. That may be why I don't know. All I know is I do thank the Lord for what he's giving me as far as knowledge goes on how I take care of my body and what I do, my mindset, everything that would promote a stronger immune system from barrier system to internally bloodstream is yeah. hopefully adequate if I had to face this virus. And that's what we need to be focusing on instead of like, oh, run and hide in fear versus why aren't we focused on lowering the risk factors that would create the susceptibility for somebody to have severe illness in the first place. Like we haven't focused on that. We haven't shut McDonald's down. We haven't shut the fast food. We haven't stopped soda pop drinking, you know, and all the things that lead to metabolic disorders and contribute to that. We haven't tried to lower stress that weakens the immune system. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like the opposite entirely. So yeah, you, you got to, I want to just like get to brass tacks here for a second. Um, because I, I want to hear your, your starkest, most brazen <clears throat> you know, version of the truth on this. So you've got a white house right now and a, and a global instant connected institutional body between the CDC, the WHO, the FDA. And that's just, you know, in America, mostly except the WHO that are connected with this message that is promoting fear constantly. Um, you know, the White House statement on death and darkness for all who are unvaccinated, but yet they never, ever will talk about, hey, guys, natural immunity is a great thing. And, you know, if you happen to get COVID, like, hey, here, here's here's the protocols that you should be looking at with your doctor, whether that be some of the naturopathic versions or the ivermectin. Uh, that's like the last thing they'll do. I, I believe, Dale, that they are wanting the death rates to stay up so that the fear can continually, continually be easily promoted, because as long as they wield this power of fear over people, they can stay in power. I think it's a power grab. What do you think? Yeah, it justifies control. It's the exact same thing. I mean, that's a good way to put it. Justifies control. It's like if you read some really good books, uh, Murderous Medicine and then Doctors from Hell. And so these are books about Nazi Germany. And if you study even the Holocaust online, the Holocaust.com. Um, so it's a Jewish ran website talking about, uh, let's think about what took place in Nazi Germany. And it literally asked the question, what kind of relationship should we allow government and healthcare? Because the government and healthcare industry. It was health departments, medical physicians, it was nurses. It was this fear of typhus that allowed them to begin quarantining 
the unsanitary, the unhealthy, the people who would transmit typhus and who'd they point the finger at the The Jewish people. So out of fear, the community around them is like, yeah, typhus is horrible. I don't want to get that. Who has it? Oh, the Jews. Yeah. Lock them up. That's okay. Oh, it's the unvaccinated. Yeah. Lock them up. They shouldn't be allowed in, in, in restaurants or anywhere else. They're the ones spreading the disease. It's a justification in the minds of the common man to say in man and woman to say, okay, I'm okay with this because they're the ones spreading illness. It gives ultimate control to whoever wants to control society. It's a, it's a logical argument yeah. for power grab for control. Is, is that what these Nazi style, the CDC sanctioned green zones that they're trying to promote? Have you heard about this? I've heard about it, but not gone down that rabbit hole to be able to have hardcore evidence in my hand that, Hey, yes, they're, this is where they're going with it. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, valid documentation that they're like creating this idea that we could have, that they could have zones that are like safe quarantining facilities. Like they're, well, they're, like they're doing it in Australia already. Shelters. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're happening. doing that. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a capable, you know, um, strategy that they are discussing within the CDC. 